What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Mid Catch Up Podcast, episode 17. Welcome to the tour. We're here today with myself, Lofton. You know me, aka Mr. Nice Guy, aka Antoine Cummerbund, aka Mr. Hazel Donis. And I got my co host, Rajim, aka Boulder Shoulders, aka Dark Poet, aka If You Don't Know Him By Now, and go ahead, sir. AKA Mr. Make It Happen, man. What's going on? This What's going on? Man? What's going on? And we once again have another wonderful guest coming to hang out with us. Down below, we got a Air Force uh, Command Ma or Chief Master Sergeant, referee, director of uh, Central Ohio Amateur Golf Tour, husband, father, all around great guy, and representing for all those professionals out there that are doing big things. We got uh, Jacob Bridges here today. Say hello. Say hello. What's up? How you guys doing? Glad to be here. Hey, hey man. It's so Glad great to, have, to uh, have you out here once again. We're always trying to make sure that we're, uh, you know, our, our job on this podcast is uh, mixing music with the professionals out there, uh, making sure that we're showing that there's all aspects and, and things of um, minorities out here that do um, great things for the community and for their people and being a great inspiration for everyone out here. Uh, thank you so much for coming through and hanging out with us once again. And we got to start the show off because once again, the number one thing we got to do is drink of the day. Drink yeah. of the day. All right. So for the drink of the day, Mr. Rajin, what you rocking? <clears throat> So listen though, like the fact that I had to I had to had to broadcast from the from the vehicle today. Can't drink and drive. I don't I don't drink and drive. I don't promote <laughs> drinking and driving. So but my but next week, you know, so I'm gonna make sure I have my drink ready. I'm gonna be somewhere stable because I got a drink, I got a drink in mind. And I'm yes, about yes. to that's about to be. I'm about to produce that. All right. So okay. Yeah. So this All week, right. the H2O, H2O with the electric lights in it. You know, there you go. Lights. You gotta gotta stay you know electric. Yeah, you gotta get your electric <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pay your power bill. You know, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to uh, do my thing. I've been sipping a little bit here. I had the uh, the uh, 1792, you know, bourbon that I've been uh, sipping on. So I had a little bit of that. In, in the glass over here so been sipping on that a little bit i'm i didn't no mixer you know i was trying to be a grown-up today i ain't put no okay, mixer yeah. in it you know okay. what i'm saying i just got the uh just got a little yeah. liquor and some and some ice you know what no I'm saying? Chasing, keep doing you know it no chases keep doing it okay. what i'm doing so uh so jacob you joined the jake joined the show so what do you got for your Man, drink of the day sir i'm working on something i just got my pour in uh it's in my cup i'm doing crown apple today with the coke okay um, okay, right. okay okay i've been okay, uh, yeah that's that's not a stranger to the show. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, welcome Crown Apple and Coke. Let's welcome yeah. me in Crown Apple and Coke. Let's welcome me in Crown Apple and Coke. Yeah, 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 no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. This goes down smoother, man. I've been a regular Crown, but uh, I got gifted a, a bottle of uh, Apple, and yeah. you know, I never tried it as a first choice until I ran out of my regular. So I was like, yeah, you know, well, yeah. let me get some of this. Oh, and, uh, I just started this up last week, man. It, it tastes pretty good, so. Yeah, that, that crown apple's legit. And uh I've had a couple of drinks on here on the show with that uh that crown peach. Yeah, I haven't uh, done that one. That, yet. Crown, that crown peach legit too. That's yep. nice. That's nice. Hey, hey, remember this too. You know what I'm saying? For your just just as a it's seasonal, but if you find you some 
the caramel crown, the salted caramel crown. Okay. Mix it with the, mix it with the apple crown. You got your caramel apple right there. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, mixed, I'm just a nothing. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> off the dome, the remix. Yeah, yeah Freestyling yeah, remix. off the dome. You know there you go. Carmel, Ready for Halloween. Carmel, you know what I'm saying? Put your little stick in there, boom. Go with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go bobbing for game. crown and caramel yeah, apples. You know what I'm saying? You know? Caramel apples. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Change the game. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work, man. So I, I, yeah. I appreciate everybody out there that's uh, watching and listening. Uh, please let us know down in the comments, man, what you uh, what you sipping on with us today. Here on the Men Catch the Podcast, we're gonna keep oh, yeah. it moving. Hey, hey, What's hey, up? Hey, Go hey, ahead, man. Talk to me. If you find, if you got a drink that you like, and you put in it, you put it in the comments. We'll try it. You know, say we'll even video ourselves making it. We'll try it. And tell you what we think about. It. There you go. All day. Help us out. Help us make some content, and we can we can have a little. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have a top four, almost four uh commented drinks and we see if y'all how y'all stack up you know what i mean so I like it. I we really like appreciate it. Like it really appreciate it all right so we're gonna keep it moving we're gonna move on to the news of the day news of the day is there anything that's on top of your dome i mean i got a couple Ow. things that i seen so, i saw some wacky stuff happening this week uh here in florida so i had i was gonna put that out there but what you got yeah. for you, right there? so first thing i want to bring up is we 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 uh reported last week the situation about um, Kodak Black getting caught with uh, oxycodone in his car. Yes, um, yes. And, you know, kind of update on that. Seems seems that from what I, you know, this is from a report I got that uh, he's, you know, those pills were prescribed to him mm-hmm. for, an injury, for an injury that he had. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure um, what the, I guess what the charge is for not having it in a, in the bottle that it's supposed to go so, right, right. Because they, they didn't say if it was in a bottle or not. But like I said, um, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for the brother. Hopefully, that you know, since they were his and he can he proved they were his that you know he doesn't get into trouble for that. So big shout out to Kodak Black. They hope hopefully young brother doing big. You know I'm saying he's doing big things right now. Hopefully, he stay on top of the game and um, you know, he he makes it out of this one. You know, on yeah. top, real top. Yeah, I know. I know, you know in uh, I know in the Columbus area, and uh, I know uh, Jake, Jake can speak to that. Uh, you know, had a lot of that stuff kind of going on where people were getting their prescriptions, uh, selling them, things of that nature. So, and, um, you know, Kodak has had his own issues. And, we're, you know, we're hoping that this is one of the times where, you know, some people get caught uh, doing the right thing. It just happens to be in an area that they got caught doing the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, you yeah. know, I know that they had a big, you know, run of stuff that was going on, uh, of course, you know, you had meth things, and then you also had like the oxy stuff that was starting to go on, uh, really in that Columbus area, uh, up there. So, uh, is there anything that you heard about this in, in Jake and uh, what's been going on in that area in Columbus? Nah, man, I'm not tracking, uh, not following that one right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stay away from that. That's why we. That's why yeah. we're doing news of the week. There you go, of the week. You are now informed, sir. Yep, there you go. You have, le- you have now gained knowledge, sir. You have yeah, now gained you know, knowledge. Yeah, so, so just be aware. Hold, yeah, hold these hands <laughs> out for the, for the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did see some kind of wild stuff that, that took place. So uh, I just happened to be scrolling my phone one time, and uh, this week popped up uh, that there was a, a, a trans woman that uh, that had been placed in a female prison, right? And um, 
<laughs> you know, uh, you know, just popped up that uh, there's two women that are pregnant within the uh, uh, the prison facility, right? <laughs> from this uh, trans uh, this I mean, look, look, yeah. I, I, look, I can't, I can't on this situation, I can't hate the hustle because he's like, if you about to go to jail <laughs> and you're like, I want to be in with the dudes. I'm trying to rock hey. with the ladies. Let me go ahead yeah. and switch the yeah. game up real quick and let yeah, me get ladies. up in there. But then yeah. you can't be going up in there and just like laying the wood. That happened in Ohio? Yeah. 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 Oh, I can't. I'll, let me let me look up the uh let hey, me look up the good. whole deal. Where it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> hey, that was literally cell block D. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter, man. No, that was in Jersey. That hey, was in Jersey, like real talk. This hey. <laughs> First of all, hey, if I was in a, if I was a, if I had a, you know, just gonna put that there. If I had a dick in, in a female prison, I'm selling dick. I'm gonna tell you that. Like, I'm selling it. It's like, and you're gonna have all in, the ramen, yeah, dog. Yeah. It's like, like, I got what? all the ramen. What? I'm like, <laughs> hey, if my mama, hey, if my mama watching this, I'm sorry, mama, but I'll be real with you. I'm selling you. <laughs> like me, I got, I got on lock. It's over for you. You know what I'm saying? Said, I got all the ramen. It's like, yeah. I need all the Twinkies. You be like, how much? Hey, I'm going to tell you like this. Orange would necessarily be the new black. I would definitely selling <laughs> Like, uh, man, that hasn't got out yet. That hasn't got out. I haven't had that news update yet, man. Yeah, yeah. That was one that came out earlier this week. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like that's a different type of I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I have people got knees, but and then you go like, well, all of them in there got knees, and yeah, that's the person that like, got the one thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't work in a female prison without selling me. So I know damn well <laughs> I was in the prison. Like, I'm selling. Like, uh, <laughs> He's like, yo, that's crazy. I'm auctioning off dick. You're like, hey, hey 25, 25, <laughs> sold a big birthday. Uh, you know yeah, so I, I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting, which I knew, you know, I look at that like, all right, that that's uh you know yeah. that, that's the trouble when that's situation. Yeah, that's where crazy. you just like but how do you how do you remedy that? Like I know how do you remedy a man, it? Yeah, he going to a men's prison now, and it's like, okay, yep, and now you got to go there. You was giving it, now you taking it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now I you got to work I'm, out. It's yeah, like, now yeah. you got to work out. You went from like, okay, let me take my and be feminine, and now you be like, yo, I got to go up here and Debo. I gotta yeah, get, exactly. I got to exactly. get, get my gym workout. Yeah, yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah, there's not going to there's not gonna be a different penitentiary for that. Um, that is, man. I, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Since we're talking, I thought when you were going to name Ohio, man, what came to mind was uh, the Marysville Women's Prison. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ohio. And I had been to the women's prison before mm-hmm. working on a uh, project uh, through the military. Right, right. Uh, um, you know, influencing those who prior served, who just so happened found the wrong path, incarcerated. Mm-hmm. But we had to do some training there. And I had missed the training at the men's penitentiary, and I had to go to the women's penitentiary to catch up. Yeah, and yeah. We visited the cell blocks. Uh, you know, they got they got the Rati programs in there. They got, you know, marching and, you know, they right, got the, right. you know, raising the flag, playing taps in the afternoon. But it was it was pretty, you know, the attention you get as a male walking around a women's penitentiary, man, it's it's like nothing else, man. And, and in fact, you know, I had to be kind of, you know, escorted around to make sure that they weren't too forward. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a visit. I'm glad I appreciate that visit. But I thought that's, that's where I thought you were going, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I have, I happen to, I happen to kind of have a, a same story. Like my mom actually worked as a chaplain 
in the women's prison up in Marysville. Okay. And uh, I happened to go up there one time. Uh, they were having some program or whatnot. And uh, it was like, we came up there. And uh, I think my wife was with me. Uh, I don't think the kids came. But we were up there, like, supporting my mom. And uh, that was the one time where, when, when if you ever want to feel like females be like, I don't feel like a piece of meat. And it was like, yo, you didn't really know the eyeballs. Eyeballs yeah. can be on you like that, and you could feel them. You, feel it, you were man. like, I was just, we just walking around. You like, wow, I like, I yeah. can feel the laser beams on yeah. it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's different. It's yeah. a different that's type why, of expo. That's why I told you I'd be selling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got about, I got about four years of ramen over here, yeah. killing it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Like 10, 13 babies in the prison. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny, man. That's funny. Yeah, so it's like, I, I thought that one was uh, kind of interesting. And then another thing I saw was, uh, I didn't know they got down like this. And obviously, this is a Florida thing. I mean, uh, there was a straight up gangster type brawl at uh, Disney World in your, in your oh, yeah. uh, neck of the woods, man. I mean, yeah. full man, like family reunion. Eight, nine, ten people was just getting at it, yeah. like by one of the Disney rides, and I mean it was crazy. And I didn't realize that that is something that has occurred multiple times at Disney World, like yeah. just families getting at it. So yeah, that was a uh, very interesting, and, and and I didn't realize <laughs> that that really took place until getting down here. First of all, it costs too damn much to get in Disney and be fighting. Like honestly, <laughs> to be kicked out, right? Yeah, you gotta save. You gotta save most of your life to get in Disney when yeah. you got more than two kids. It's over. You know what I'm saying? So to be fighting to oh, get kicked yeah, out, yeah. And then, like you probably and they probably got banned from Disney for life. Like you, oh, have, yeah, for you sure. have another type of life if you get banned from Disney. You can't yeah. go to Disney. Yeah. That's the happiest place on earth. Uh, they canceling your Disney Plus. <laughs> you can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting no Marvel movies. You ain't getting nothing. Yeah. Pixar gone. Yeah. You like yeah, exactly. hey, Disney? You took you everything. Nothing. So I know, story. man. Nothing. I've watched a couple of videos, man. <clears throat> I have watched a couple of videos from Disney, and uh, it's shocking. You know, not only is a lot of kids there watching all that, but there's yeah. no regard, no no regard for the kids' safety. No. Parents who can't have no self-control. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking uppercuts, power crosses, <laughs> knockout, body slams. I mean, and security, you know, the, the security there is it's, it's thin. And it's not like I, someone going to stop you until yeah, someone's yeah. really knocked out. But yeah, that's that's not happening. I, I mean, I you, know, you, got, you got Phoebus and Ferb and, and folks in costumes trying to stop a fight. That ain't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? I'm more concerned about the character. Like, who was protecting Mickey <laughs> doing this situation? You'd be like, <laughs> like, who was protecting Donald Duck doing this situation? Yeah, <laughs> my my I mean, whole thing now, if it was at Universal, you could call you. Yeah. Hey, you got that transport, oh, yeah. Bumblebee or something come over there. Yeah, yeah. You had to knock somebody out or something. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah, man. Especially when when you're going to theme parks like that, like you just mentioned, and you pay too much money to risk to you know to do anything to anyone else. Yeah. Um, you know, until it gets about eight or nine o'clock, and you ain't got nothing to lose. And then uh, you ain't gonna, gonna make it to that ride that you've been waiting in line for. Yeah, you're just waiting on fireworks. You're like, yeah. man, these fireworks yeah, yeah. take too long. Yeah, you, you, got a, you, got a, you got a turkey leg in one hand, <laughs> a, tw a $20 turkey leg, and it's yeah. 95 degrees, and you waiting for the fireworks. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 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 Like, like, get this. I can, I can see what they meant. I can see, I can see what I can see what the fight broke out at. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, 
He just stepped on my uh, big toe. Uh, they was mad. Yeah, they was mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was, that's, that's tough right there. Yeah, so I thought, so I thought that I got, was so what, Go ahead, man. One thing I wanted to bring up is, so I, I was reading about um, this uh, Roll Loud concert with um, with uh, Kid Cudi. Yeah. And they say, you know, Kid yeah. Cudi was in the middle of the concert or whatever, and people started throwing stuff at him. So yeah. I, 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 my, I was trying to figure out, because they really didn't say, like, what, I, I maybe it was because they switched out Kanye for Kid Cudi. I, but my question to you is, do you feel like Kid Cudi was the replacement for Kanye out of all people? I mean, at least in my, my thought process, they were, I mean, they're on the same squad, you know what I'm saying? Get out of my dreams. They're on good music. That's one of his artists. So yeah. I think it was just very much like, hey, we gonna Kanye's kind of putting you on or whatnot. But then I also saw a thing where it said Kanye came out with like little dirt or something for a song. Yeah. yeah so it was like uh oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, so it got kind of weird. Um, you know, yeah. all the things that was going on of, of being in headlines, but people acting out of character. Um, they're throwing throwing things at, at people and stuff like that. That's unnecessary. Yeah, it's not like Kanye yeah. got bad music. It's good music, man. He he's he got a good artist. He got some good tunes. You know, yeah, it's like true, they just true. there for a concert, man. And how many people are they getting to see? And you're gonna sit up there and uh and cause havoc yeah. <clears throat> amongst the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unnecessary. Unnecessary yeah. type of situation going on. So, yeah. but um, so uh, yeah. what's uh what what type of uh. Have you gone to uh, uh, Jake? Have you gone to any uh, concerts this year? Have you had any time? I know, I know you're out there doing all those things, man. Have you had any time to get any type of uh, <clears throat> uh, entertainment musical there in Columbus at all? Man, I'm past. I'm, I'm past going and collect my two hundred dollars. The time, the time component is probably the thing, man. If there is any, man, it goes right to the family. Oh, uh, we yeah. did. We had uh, Janet. We had Janet come through uh, over the okay. weekend. She was okay. down in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, Cincinnati um, Music Festival. Yep. Yeah, I went down yeah, through there. That, that. that was a moment of op. But uh, nah, man. If there's time, we did. It's all to the kids. We're doing the soccer thing. You know, uh, okay. the swimming lesson thing. Um, Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> That's always nah. a good thing. Always family is uh, always a good thing to do. And I, um, I got <laughs> one more thing. I saw. Uh, I saw another little headline, hip hop related. Uh, it, it, the headline stated that Tupac's advice led to Lords of the Underground rapper becoming councilman. So it, uh, so this uh, uh, Lords of the Underground rapper, uh, do it all. So Debris Kelly um, ended up getting uh, uh, selected as a councilman there in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Um, he went through three years of campaigning to go out there, and it makes him the first platinum-selling hip-hop artist to be elected to public office in the United States. I was like, hey, I was like, that's kind of cool. So I thought that was a really cool thing. My question is, what hip hop artist do you think would be good for Congress or even the presidency? Who do you think <laughs> would, would have the ability to make that happen? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Who do you think would be that guy? Who you vote I'm both for Megan State. And reasons. let's get to the real reason, the real one. Like you're out here talking nonsense. Hey, no, hey, 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 hey. All right. But, uh, I figure like we already voted for Trump. Why we can't have Megan the stats? I will. I don't care what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I guess anybody can do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Ain't nothing wrong with making the stack. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Uh, let me never know. So, no. Hey, uh, Jake, Jake, what, what do you got? Why, why, why Regina is thinking and trying to get this Megan Thee Stallion out of his head? Look, what, what do you think? Do you think there's any artists out there that you could say, based on their lyrics and their albums, that you could be like, okay, this person probably could could actually handle business? Man, listen, I, the most controversial artist that I think really put rap in a controversial way with government was Eminem. Uh, he okay. had it out for blocking lyrics, and you know he went up against Congress. He got the song out there, that track about america you know all yeah, that yeah. but if you're talking about someone that really f the government and doesn't like it eminem would be that guy i think he could handle that i yeah. think he would handle that m, m would be think, uh m would be interesting <laughs> yeah it would be interesting he would try to do it like uh uh eight mile and he would talk all uh, the bad stuff about yeah, himself yeah. and then yeah. be like what you gonna rock. say yeah. <laughs> now, like, what you gonna got, say? And then they can't got a battle rap between between him and him and Poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, M M would be interested. I think like um, I think somebody that would be like really smooth with the way they talk. Because I don't know if M could really pull off the presidential. You know what I'm saying? Like he would be uh, like so. He would have to. He would come in straight boom bat let me baggy let me do he would do his m thing i think yeah. i think a person that could pull it off and actually could like sway thoughts and be smooth common Ooh, you took i think common me. would be a common, dude that common could literally yeah. be like all right yeah. i'm gonna give you he gonna give you that obama ish type deal <laughs> but then have the fire lyrics on it and be like oh i'm gonna kill you right right yeah. here but at the same time, he can go over here and be like, all right, I give you that uh, that dapper. And you know what I'm saying? He could get suited and booted, come up there and do the thing. Like, I think Common probably would be a guy that I would look at. And he could hit, he could hit both sides. He would very much be like, all right, I'm about to kill you. But at the same time, I can be real smooth and dapper. Absolutely. And then the ladies, of course, you always got to have ladies. Ladies like Common. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Plus, he light skin. You know what I'm saying? We, I don't know if we ready for a dark hey. uh, bro president, man. We are like. That was a close second, hey. man. I was thinking look of comedy. You had it right. Hey, look, look at the boy. My boy, hey, my dog, Clayton, say he, he going to go for Megan Thee Stallion. Hey, tell, tell him to go to church. We got, got two Clayton. Hey, votes for Megan. Hey, right hey, Clay, Clayton, Clayton, go back to church. <laughs> hey, hey, answer this question right here. Answer this question. Tell me that Megan Thee Stallion wouldn't make America great again. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, hold up, we we're gonna replace the uh, the podium with the pole. Like, yeah, they're like, all right. They're like, <laughs> you like the president is coming to the pole. And the vice president be Cardi B. We Cardi B be vice president. Megan Stallion be what? Hey, look, it's, look, it's we would have no over, problems. Dude. Look, we would have no problem with no other countries. You would make it a step. Like what? That look, that's that's one way. That's one way to get the money, though. That's you one way to get the money. We'd be like, hey, hey, we wouldn't have everybody be our ally. We had all allies. Okay. For the first time in history, everybody be our ally. You know what I'm saying? Coming to coming to America for some wet ass. <laughs> That's that would that would be sending out the wrong uh the wrong type of atmosphere. <laughs> ah, 
I don't know if that will work. Won't but be hey. no more monkey pox, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> be good to go. Be good Dr. Fauci to wouldn't go. have nothing to say. He'd be like, shit, whatever. Good. You got a uh, you have anything else uh, uh that you got on your mind there, right Um no, like I said, we got we you know we've been having a bunch of uh, a bunch of um you know uh mass shootings and stuff like that or whatever lately, man. It's just kind of it's kind of getting overwhelming. Um, I see. I don't know if you guys watch TikTok or whatever, but on TikTok, there's a lot of um, situations where police officers, um, you know, are still killing. You know, they're still killing our people. They still. So, you know, I just want people to say. I just want to say this before we get off the news week. Everybody, stay safe. You know, what I'm saying, know how to um, stay alive. You know, so we're gonna. We I think we need to start doing a segment called "Know How to Stay Alive." Know how to, you know, get home safe. You know, what I'm saying. So we definitely. You know what I'm saying? I send a shout out to everybody and not just not just black people, not just you know minorities, but everybody get home safe. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Uh, we got a uh, oh, your, your boy put uh Pharrell in there as well. Pharrell, as a, yeah, as a Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell be a good, good vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he be skateboarding all over the White House. Yeah, Lil Wayne, you left him out the, the <laughs> king of the south. So, how I, how can he not? He hey. ain't the king of the South, so he can't be the president. You already hey, got that. I'm so, hey, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne is stunning for vice president. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna tell y'all no more. Oh, true, <laughs> y'all. Uh, <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, we gonna go over here to the news of the week. We had some good albums. There was a lot of, lot, a lot of music that decided to come out this week. So we uh we're gonna go through a little bit of the music, just give you a little breakdown of some of the stuff that uh that did go down. Uh we got let's see, let's see. All right, music of the week for uh that came out on July 22nd. We had a few little albums out here, uh BOB. Uh it looked like they just came out with a single. Maybe that out al- that album got pushed back. Uh Wi-Fi God has some stuff, Joey Badass, good album. You know, East Coast Boom Bat looked like the little Uzi uh, that got pushed back. Asia Doll, if you like that drill, just straight up Megan Thee Stallion style. You know, what I'm saying maybe she could be the vice president or something. <laughs> you got a uh, Mac Miller. Uh, I love life. Thank you. Which is, uh, of course, uh, this is uh, Mac Miller passed away some years ago. So um, this is a good little album. Sounds like some of the older raps, but it's uh, really good songs that are on there. Um, you got Nardo Wick. Uh, just trappy stuff. Um, Icewear. Uh, was it Beko Bedzo? Uh, it's trappy again. Uh, let's see. Uh, that Lori Banks is nice. Uh, you got Rizzy, uh, Rizza, uh, Bobby Digital in the Pit of Snakes, which is off of a um, graphic novel um, that he is putting out on that one. So uh, had a good okay. amount of uh, uh, stuff that came out, and it's pretty good. But my highlight of the week. Missed them for a while. That Lloyd Banks, legit. Uh, the course of the inevitable two, 14 tracks, power steering, which has Jada Kiss on it, really nice. Don't switch, which has uh, Tony Yayo on it, sounds really good. Right. Living proof and value of the check, man. So it, it really falls back into it was good. Uh, you know, what I'm saying Lloyd Banks mixtape style uh, albums. You know, what I'm saying if you like that. That Lloyd Banks, that uh, that G Unit <clears throat> bangers that they used to come out with, um, still really falls into that level. 
and uh and, and keep your head nodding as you go through everything so that's the one that's the spotlight that i selected for the mint catch spotlight uh once again lloyd banks the course of the inevitable two 14 tracks power steering don't switch living proof and value of a check are those ones that you should go and check out we are really appreciate it go check out all those albums out there um and everything uh, all the places that you can stream of course uh purchase and support your uh, your artists out there and if there's any albums that you uh you see out there uh let us know hit us up in the comments something that uh we may have overlooked and uh didn't pop on the list all right uh so let us know all right we appreciate y'all have a good one. all right yeah. we back and we back and we back and it's now it's time to take care of our guests here this is uh you know like i said before very established very successful person that we have here um you know uh patriotic working for uh our our air force space yep. air force doing big things uh stepping into areas that sometimes you don't see minorities in as a taking on you know golf in general and and being a director in that aspect of a, a full tour and things of that nature so uh we would like to uh, welcome to the interview of course uh jacob bridges once again thank you for having for joining us thank you for coming and hanging out with us um so give us a little background on on what got you into uh starting at the beginning what got you into the military man what, what got you into this air force life uh well <clears throat> i owe that decision to my mother um you know when i was a uh, a teenager, kind of unsure what I want to do around the age of 17, 18, about to graduate high school. Um, you know, she asked me, she pulled me in the dining room and asked me what I wanted to do. And she certainly wanted me to get some education and she, you know, dropped on me the military. And that came out of nowhere. You know, I, I never, we, we didn't have a, my father served in the army four years, way back in oh. World War II. Uh, it was a long time, you know. So the military wasn't immediately surrounding. I didn't do the ROTC thing in high school. So for, for that idea, uh, <clears throat> she put it on me. And, you know, I didn't have nothing that I knew that I wanted to do anyway. So, uh, you know, I took the ASVAB before I graduated high school. And, um, you know, from there, you know, it kind of led me first to go. I had an Army recruiter <clears throat> come in the house and uh, kind of, you know, offered what the Army at that time was presenting to new signups. And, um, you know, I went back and forth, sat on it for a minute, and, um, you know, I also wanted to listen to another opinion. So I had a, a Air Force recruiter come to the house, and I think from there, that was they probably offered a little bit better deal, uh, a little less money, longer commitment, um, which, you know, impulsively, you think the Army was the, the, the route to go, but my mom really felt like what she knew. Um, again, so I owe that decision all to my mother. So from there, I, th I tell you what, man, that was today, that would be about 20, 25 years ago. And I can tell you what, um, I've been living all the fruits of that decision since that day um, to be the best decision I had ever made. And I'm so glad I did. Um, <clears throat> since then, you know, I um, started active duty. So where I'm at today, um, I'm in the National Guard. And, you know, many people like myself included did not know that the Air Force had a component of the National Guard. So, again, I started active duty four years, two unaccompanied tours overseas, one uh two-year tour over in Guam, um, followed on by a two-year tour in Germany. And um, then I found out that the Guard existed when I was in Germany. So this was 2001. Oh. <clears throat> and I saw some um, down in NCO club, you know, you think I was kind of, you know, you know, it was a station there. So you kind of knew everybody. And yeah. 
you know, when NCO club was hopping and popping. And then when I saw some uh, pilots come through and they was wearing the, the patch and they had the Buckeye on it, I yeah. said, where are you from? And what is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, from there, they told me how, uh, you know, they're from the national guard or from based in Columbus, uh, just South of it at Rickenbacker. And I was just couldn't believe what they were telling me. So yeah. looked into it and, um, I always felt like I, I didn't know in the Air Force if I stayed overseas, how how I would have a life because I went single. You know, I'm single in a company, mm-hmm. so you didn't know. You know, I wasn't engaged. I wasn't you know courting anybody real serious, so I never knew what military life would look like. So, right. home was where the heart was. So, you know, being in the National Guard was over there to kind of get in contact with me. Met a recruiter here at Rickenbacker, and I palace chased <clears throat> in 2001. Oh, so that's how it started. I'll pause there, but uh, we can go a couple of directions with that. Yeah. So, um, so going from you know the active duty coming from overseas, uh, you know we we both uh, served in the army on that side uh, over in Germany. So yep. uh, we were in uh, in Würzburg, Swankford area uh, with the army over there uh, yep. doing our thing and 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 kind of dealing with some music music as we were over there, but. Uh, transitioning from you know being over overseas you know um i see with your love of sports and, and everything you got into how how uh how have you fed that hunger uh with your love of sports and and some of your uh extracurricular activities i i know that you know being a rep uh for uh the ohsaa Mm-hmm. And also uh, being an owner operator of the Columbus or the Capital City Amateur uh, Amateur Tour. So uh, explain how did you get into, you know, those passions? Yeah. So, you know, aside being, you know, I'm full time active military in the National Guard. But uh, there's two other interests that really um, drive my passion for doing well in the community. And that, and that's, uh, first, I'll start with the basketball. Um, when I was deployed in Kuwait in 17. 2017, uh, they have intramurals, right? So they have intramurals, squadron versus squadron, uh, competition base. And um, for every team submitted, they need a referee. So it first started with softball. And then uh, when it went to basketball, you know, this is 2017. I think I was, I don't know, I ain't going to tell you how old I was, but I'll tell you what, I was a lot older than the the guys that were playing. And uh, they get up and down the floor better than I do. And we had a lot more numbers. So it was easy for me to say, hey, you guys know what? You guys do your thing. I'll go ahead and just officiate the game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I officiated all the intramurals while deployed all, all game, squadron, other squadrons to the whole to the end. And um, one of the COs said, hey, you know, you're from Ohio. You should look up if this is something you want to do when you get back. Um, I'm sure they welcome <laughs> officials and you can go to a class and get certified. So. When I came home, maybe a season later, um, I looked up online and, you know, did got with a um, uh, one of the guys in the unit. Uh, he officiated. So spoke to him where he, where he goes, how he does it. And then I got an assigner who got a class, did six weeks of the course. And then I was on the floor um, and that was in 19. So starting in 2019, I started officiating boys and girls basketball, high school games um, in around central Ohio. And uh, I tell you what. On and off the floor, um, it kind of trans- transfers really well. Um, knowing the rules, the game, you know, you be watching follow basketball. Mm. Um, you know, I, I pretty much been a ha- I always had an eye for you know the any game that we watch, football, basketball. Uh, if there's any kind of whistle or any interpretation, you really kind of already can tell what happened. 
And um, knowing that inside of a room, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the, what you can do on the floor. And when I say it transfers well, the leadership on the floor, um, you know, what you owe to the the parents, the kids, uh, the, the um, if I didn't say the coaches already, you know, officiating a good game, you know, is what they deserve. So being a leader, I guess, in uniform um, and picking up another one and wearing it on the court, um, I feel like it's an easy transition, but it's, it's still hard. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not an environment that's for everybody. Um, you know, they don't know where you come from. You don't know where I came from, but you get a lot of grading, uh, you know, foul mouth, um, um, you know, courtside, coaches give it to you, parents give it to you, uh, you know, why? but the authority you have on the floor, um, you know, security that's there, the administration, they really want to protect the interests of the game. So um, all you got to do is just officiate and make sure that conduct doesn't continue to have to interrupt what the kids are doing. So um, you got anything? I really, enjoy, I really enjoy that. Basketball is a, it's a hard. It's 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 a it's it's not again for, not for everybody, but anyone who does have a problem with what goes on the floor, man, tell you what, OSHA's accepting applications. You can pick up the whistle in the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Say, come get some. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and that's crazy because I, I I had the same question, man. Because I'm a football coach. Um, I coach right now. I coach 12U uh, football, and so I know for a fact that the referees got to have tough skin. Because I, I mean, I pop off. She <laughs> said, "I mean," he said, "As soon as he found, he found out you was yeah. a ref, he was like, I want to give it to you right now. You ain't even calling nothing on me. I'm about to give it to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need to practice." But, so <laughs> my question is, how do you – you got to have tough skin. So, like, how does or does it in any way – does your military background help you with your, you know, having tough skin, like from parents and and, and, and coaches? Because, like I said, I, I've popped off on – like, even because my son plays also, and my oldest son, he played basketball. And I've cussed out referees and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, just – but how do you like? But how do you deal with that from that on that level? That's my question. Uh, you know, it, it depends on situation. But let me let me kind of just give you a general answer to it. Um, most of the time on basketball, I really try to have a pregame conference with the coaches. If I've never officiated for a game for you, I hope to establish some kind of rapport on how the game will be officiated today. Um, introducing my fellow crew members, uh, we will do the best for your. Uh, on the floor, we'll we'll do our best to be in the right spots to call all the calls that need to be made. That's number one. Two is we want to make sure the kids are safe. Number one priority. Um, but hopefully, you know, when you're when the when the ball is in play, that goes all out the window, right? So what yeah. you see, um, most of the times you're probably right, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, <laughs> I would say, you know, most of the times coaches want to be heard. Uh, yeah. You're obviously going to see it with the lens that favors your ball club. Um, I, I, I did a scrimmage two weeks ago, and uh, the other – we were supposed to be a two-man detail, and my other guy didn't show up. So I'm a guy, one guy, and we're running 12-minute running clock, and they had three teams rotating two on, one off. And we went for – three hours so it's just me oh man okay and uh i told the coaches uh on the start i said hey listen i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna be out of position on a lot of plays um my primary is ball handling and screens that are being rotated i cannot see behind i can't see uh off ball action a lot 
So despite saying that, we got a situation on the floor and the referee, like, like up when I'm running up the floor, he's like, you don't see that? Like, that's that was a foul. How are you going to call it down here? And you didn't call it down here. And I said, you're right, coach. It probably happened. I didn't see it. And I won't call something I don't see. Yeah. So well, well, he's like, and it's only me. Even like it's only yeah. me. <laughs> but I can tell you what, let's say, let's be, let's be fair. Even when it's the right amount of crew, um, some of these leagues, and I'm on Ohio, okay. So um some of the some of the districts uh depends on that they pay for two officials or three. Okay, so listen, every NBA game you watch, let's go NBA. Every NBA game you watch, there's always three officials. Right. For the level of junior varsity up, it should be three. Most schools only put two officials on the floor. Okay. Why is that a big deal? The third official is opposite of the court on near side uh, table side action. Why is that important? Because you don't see as much. And we're having three officials on the floor and you say you're a football coach, right? Yeah. Yep. So basketball coach, um, I'm going to keep it simple like this to explain some of the reasons of um, disagreement. On a basketball floor, I have what's called a primary coverage area. And there's positions on the floor a referee has depending on where the ball is located. And if I'm the trail official, um, my primary is ball, and there's a wedge on the floor that I'm responsible for. And each official will have their own wedge on a three-man detail. So sometimes when the ball moves and it crosses those division lines, pre-game we discuss whose responsibility, the on-ball action, and what official has responsibility for calls. Mm -hmm. Sometimes officials don't pick up that so well. Other times there's a gray area. And that's sometimes why calls are being missed because my eyes went somewhere they shouldn't be. Right. So right. when a call is not made, it's because it, it could have been blurred. It could have been what's called being blocked. So if this is action on the ball – and there is um, action in between me, ball, and behind it. I don't see it. It's called being blocked. Yeah. Mm. But from your angle, you saw it all day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just okay. lines of okay. sight. Um, and, and that's kind of where I come back to. Coach, you're probably right that I can't call what I can't see. Yeah. yeah. Which, makes, which makes sense. Yep. You yep. know, we um, are, and, and, and like I said, being a coach, like you said, we, being that we have our eyes on all our players. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so we kind of feel like we always feel, and even as a parent, we always feel like the referee should have saw that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you think about it, y'all don't have 10 pair of eyes. So, how you going to see everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it's yeah. funny you say that. We, we, we actually, we had, we went to Nationals last year and played a team that the calls were so bad that we knew a fight was going to break out. And what happened was the calls were so bad that the National Committee or whoever was over the, the actual, you know, um, the games for that, excuse me, for that season, they got, the refs didn't come back out the next day. They got fired. Mm -hmm. Like they actually released the refs because the calls were so bad. You know, um, have you ever been in a situation to where you do feel the calls were so bad or the inexperience kind of caused a turn in the game? Uh, Yeah, my second game. <laughs> and that's a good yeah. I knew it was your ass. No, <laughs> no but, but was a like, damn it. <laughs> no, it's uh it can be attributed right. to experience level. Um yeah. the only time you won't have a crew that's uh all junior 
and experience um, because they they just swallowed a whistle. We call that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I it was on a court where you know the secure Columbus CPD had to be. That's why their CPD or security at every game, hopefully to keep fans in the stands and players on the floor and not be mixed. Um, yeah. You know, there it was a it was a mixed set of circumstances. You know, that was I remember it was my second game. Uh, it was the first time I was doing three man, and uh, I, I I got I got weird. I got crossed on where the, my responsibilities were on the floor as far as where ball was at and what calls were supposed to be made if it occurred in my area, and I didn't make a call. And it led to um, loose ball on the floor. It was girls. It was a girls JV girls, loose ball on the floor. Uh, girl got elbowed, and oh. at that time this was uh, two thousand uh, before COVID, so two thousand nineteen. Um, you know, she had a bloody nose and, you know, the officials on the floor, I called technical foul on the other player uh, that got the bloody nose and her dad came out of the stands. Oh, snap. Yeah. And um, so he had to get ejected. It didn't result in a fight, but I think that that was probably the one game I've, I've ever officiated come to mind where it doesn't haunt me, but it certainly, I recognize um, when you have a, a official that doesn't have that many number of games under their belt, how you got to look over them, make sure that they're watching what they should be. Um, and I think that's attributed to just being a leader. You know, when mm. we come, when we arrive to games, you're ready to go. You give ample amount of time to have discussions. Um, you know, you do pregame, um, injury-related timeouts, how many how many timeouts remaining, on-ball, off-ball, um, what you're uncomfortable doing, um, if we want to rotate. So we talk about hypothetical scenarios based on how many games you've done or where you're uncomfortable at. So that way we're on the floor – we give you, uh, you know, you you and your kids, the coaches, the kind of game they desire to be official at the proper level. Nice, man, that's, that's amazing. Good stuff, man. So, um, going into going into the uh, the other aspect of uh, kind of your extracurricular, uh, how, coming into being the director and and owner of this uh, Capital City uh, Amateur Tour, like how yeah. does uh, how does not only running the tour, but have you had any do you feel the effects of being a minority? And also, do you feel the effects of being a minority, gaining people that may be minority into this aspect of golf? Like, you know, I know that you got a schedule, you know, um, you know, trying to get uh, golf courses and doing all that other stuff. And then, you know, it may be a different face than people are used to stepping into that you know, having those meetings with people as well as then, you know, like myself, Hey, Oh man, that's my boy. He got this golf tour. I'm going to come out and support. Like, have you seen that on both sides due to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your persuasion. Uh, I mean, I can't ignore it. Uh, you know, I, I can't be naive either. Um, but I also think about, you know, knowing my my bearings and, you know, areas that I've never been to, courses I've never been to, uh, mostly the interaction and the contacts I have is through telephone or email, um, you know, how my communication um, is business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they probably know my face, but I don't think the name or the tour, uh, if it doesn't have any kind of support, sponsorship, the only color that they see is green. Um, but, you know, I think where you're going at is when you're actually leading this tour, um, I do believe in value gender, demographic, diversity, the makeup of the tour, whether it's young or old, male or female, where you come from. I think there's a mix uh, to say it's balanced. Uh, I think it represents the community. Uh, 
I think, you know, we got the, you know, African-American, white, elderly, white, elderly, African-American, um, Asian, uh, Oriental, um, uh, Korean, um, young female, young boy, young girl. Uh, it's, 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 it aims for the community of those who just love and enjoy golf and want to learn from it and get better. So I, I think that having been owner operator of this tour, um, do, do representing that, um, many people do not know what I do full time. They actually believe me running golf tournaments is my job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, um, you know, be serving in the military, you know, I don't lead with it. it it's kind of, you know, as you come to know me, that's kind of what you find out that I actually do. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think there's a good mix. Um, you know, we had, I had three ladies who found out the tour. We went to a Pittsburgh. You, you mentioned about those trophies that got awarded. Uh -huh. uh, they were just thrilled. And they said the communication, um, it's amazing how many people are involved in things where they're not informed. And when they come into a program like mine and you get on that distro list and you see my communication, um, the gap filler stuff that makes you comfortable, that this is legit, uh, I can support it. Um, not many questions are asked. Um, rules are enforced. Um, you know, you got you got everything that kind of checks all your boxes to make you know say, hey, I want to put money to this and I want to put my time to it. Mm -hmm. So what comes from that, it draws in and attracts uh, the differences or people that you identify with. Yeah, um, and that's what we, that's what I aim for. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those things being out on one of the uh, uh, playing in one of the tournaments, man. It was mm -hmm. uh, it was fun, man, and it was nice, you know. Got out there, y'all even calling the names at the at the first tee, man. I felt like I was on the tour. Made the it's already hard enough to hit a driver, and now you got people out here like up off the box. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is like too real. This almost like happened. <laughs> The crowd yeah. behind the basketball oh, hoop, right. you know what I'm saying, waving their hands when you're trying oh. to shoot a free throw. I was like, yo, this yeah. is kind of legit. And yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't like there was anybody else out there, though. There was about four <laughs> people looking at me, but those four people felt like a giant crowd. It is, man. I'm, li I'm, I'm lying forest out here. I ain't Tiger Woods. I'm lying forest out here. It was, it, was, uh, it was fun, man. I really had a good time. And that's that's one thing that, um, you know, people out there listening, if you're in the Columbus area, for sure, uh, come out there and uh, support uh, Mr. Bridges, Jacob out there. That he's doing big things uh, with the uh, with the Capital City Amateur Tour. Uh, if you love golf, you love being able to get on to you know private courses that you may not be able to do. That's one thing that's kind of cool about that is that you get to play on courses um, that aren't open to everybody. Um, so they have some of the some of the tournaments and whatnot are on some private courses, so you get to experience some things that. Uh, you may not if you're going to your normal uh, public course or whatnot that's around there at a very discounted rate. And you can win some trophies and beat some people, talk trash, and find some friends, you know, and have a good time. So if you are into golf, uh, that's a really big thing, a good thing to do out there in the Columbus area. <clears throat> uh, let's see. We got uh, we got anything else from a man? What you got, Roshan? You got anything else for him? No, nah, man. I just I just I appreciate what he's doing, man. I'm like, I I haven't. <laughs> it's funny. Um. I haven't played golf before. Um, I got a brand new pair of golf shoes. Uh, <laughs> my, my dad, Just the my dad shoes? Bought, yeah, my dad bought me some golf clubs for my birthday one year, like a few years back. I ain't never played. I still ain't never played golf. I have no idea how to play golf. You know what I'm saying? I went to top golf one time. There you go. It's almost there. Almost that there. That ain't end up too well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I heard it's relaxing. You know, so I definitely, I like it. Yeah, but I definitely, 
I appreciate what you're doing, man. I honor is it was very, you know, like to, to go out to, with these kids, man. People understand, like when you like being a coach, man, and um just being able to interact and mentor young young people at every level, man, either whether it's a referee, coach, whether it's just, you know, whatever you're doing to to bring to to take your time to go out and give to these kids, man, means a lot because you never know that some of these kids you're saving their life. You know, some of these kids, this is all they got. Like when they get when they get home from school, um, this is what they look forward to. You know, this is their this is their out. You know, yeah. and I've learned I've only been coaching for this is my third year coaching. And, you know, I did it. Um, my, my stepson, he plays football, and it was kind of my bond with him to go out. They they say, Hey, we need some volunteers. I will start volunteering or whatever. So now, you know, I'm still coaching. He's on he's moved on to high school, I'm still coaching AAU ball, but for me to be to be able to bring my my military background, uh, my career background, my educational background, um, my where I came from background, and all this take all this, wrap it up, and give it to them as a gift, and say, "Hey, this is what I've been through. This is how you navigate life. This, you know, this this will help you move forward." And um, <clears throat> you know, to to give your time, to give your time, and to these kids, man, it means so much. So I applaud you for that, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, make sure, you know what I'm saying, you keep giving keep giving them um the knowledge that they need to, you know, to become um, you know, adults that, you know, thrive in society, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah man. That yep, sorry, go ahead. Tell no, us, I was like, ahead. I was just gonna say that we really appreciate it. and that's you know, that's really what's our uh what our podcast is trying to um, you know, spotlight. We're trying to spotlight mm-hmm. those people that are going out yeah. here in the community, making their communities better, no matter if it's through, you know, uh, you know, we have our military experience or um, you know, being a coach, being a ref, uh, going out and, you know, helping build houses or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And just, uh, you know, improving the community and being an example. And uh, that was very much one of the reasons that I, I wanted to have you on the show, um, because you are one of those people that um, are that example of, you know, not only professional success, but also in your secondary endeavors, uh, having that success and putting that face out there that may be different, um, that becomes more normal and common, um, you know, as people interact and, and see, Hey, this is, uh, I don't have to maybe have that judgment or whatever, and you can, and bring people. And then you can be an influence the those that are around you that, that may be of, uh, of that diversity and go like, Hey, you know, if you do it right, if you do it professionally, and, and and you're knowledgeable in what you're doing, you know, I'm saying they can't deny anything that you're doing. So we want, we really appreciate, um, you know, everything that you're doing, and we want to make sure that that we are we're out here giving you giving you your flowers, sir. Giving you a <laughs> yeah, flower. yeah. Get your flowers now. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> I'll plug it in, man. Uh, I couldn't do as much all the things I do without a great wife that I have in my uh, with me. Uh, she oh, she leads from the front. Um, you know, I would think that she's the boss of the tour director in the golf right, world. Right. <laughs> um, she's Mrs. Chief Master Sergeant militarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. So I got a lot of credit to her. You know, we do communicate a lot to kind of see if it fits within the needs of the family. And although it might be something I'm doing on the floor, I represent the family when I'm doing it. Right. Um, you mentioned it. I'll, I'll kind of run roll it up here. The you know, it's all if you see an official. I'll start with this one, man. If you see an official and they do a good job. Um, I won't say go out your way, but make it a point to at least thank them, um, you know, 
as you meet and greet your kid when the game is over, you know, stop by and tap that official on the floor and say, hey, man, thank you for being here today. You didn't have to, but because you are, they probably had a, a thousand FUs. Um, your thank oh, yeah, you yeah. will keep them going. Yeah, um, yeah, I gave two. I gave two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, said I, he said I gave you two yeah. FUs and a pat on the back. I'll tell you what, that's, that could be a news on the, it could come out of the woods, but that could be something, you know, if you're not paying attention, athletics and, and uh, high school athletic sports, uh, there is a, there is a shortage of officials and uh, it's not in Ohio. It's everywhere, man. Uh, if you don't have officials doing what they do, you're not going to have games. Right. Um, yeah. That's a real thing. And it's a trend that's happening uh, as the guys who are kind of hanging it up the new ones only stay around for an average of two years at most. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I wouldn't say thanking them is going to, you know, keep them around, but you know, basically what it takes is probably, you know, looking at it from their perspective of, you know, not chirping at them and calling them out and, you know, all that stuff. Cause they don't need that. They're human too. So um, yeah. but be mindful of that. Uh, I will tell you, man, we didn't touch on it. Um, you know, I got my 10 year old, I got two kids, um, my oldest is 10 and um, he's from my first marriage and I got him <clears throat> full. I got full custody of him. And I wanted to bring that up because aside of all the things I think that I do successfully, that was probably one of the single greatest achievements that I think in my life that I've able to think that I couldn't overcome, but did. And that's getting custody of my son uh, with my color being a male um in yeah. the times in which you think you couldn't get custody it happened and yep. i think that that's, awesome. that's an example just to just speak to here um thank you it, it was expensive it's expensive you gotta be sure to go through with it but uh um it's probably it was well deserving um i speak to a lot of divorced fathers today um giving them advice um you know if that's something that they're already involved in thinking that that's the best decision for them, how they may want to pursue or navigate through the challenges of shared parenting or fight for custody. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just share my story. And, and I'm, I recognize the guardian. I recognize shared parenting, you know, um, 20.1 local rule, how you can kind of just be a father for them. Um, but so that, that's, a, that's probably one of my single greatest achievement. If you call it success on in the uniform, out of uniform, that's something behind me you don't know about unless I tell it. Hey, man. Nice. Really nice. appreciate That's it. That's awesome. Taking care of family and being a full, well-rounded person out there, man, just doing big things, man. And we really appreciate you out here. Continuing it and, and building uh, positive people around you as well. You know what I'm saying? I know uh, as you're out there putting positive people around you, which is building up your family, your boys, you know what I'm saying, to be positive because they have you and, and your wife right there um you know being influencing for you so uh hey man that's it always always applause for that man. Good stuff. Yep. so we're gonna keep it moving now we're gonna move to respect the deck man we've uh we learned everything about you but we ain't learned about the music so right now <laughs> i'm gonna ask you three questions that uh you know with this being somewhat of a music podcast as well as long as we we want to um you know what I'm saying lift up everybody and give them the support <clears throat> and to put them on the spotlight but also we want to find out what type of music kept you pushing throughout your life and made uh, was a big influence in um, helping you helping be a motivational factor uh, as you were growing up and even right now? So I got three questions for you. First question is going to be, 
what is that uh most influential hip-hop artist in your life what's that one artist that hey you know what i'm saying if, if they come out with an album i'm going to get it i don't even need to listen to it i'm, I'm going uh, straight to it well, you know, the, the thing, you know, being in music back growing up, um, it was different than the way it was today, how you can download it and get access to it. But if there was one, um, I, when I grew up, man, Bone Thugs and Harmony, they were a Cleveland group, rap group. It was a mixed artist group here. So uh, when they came out with something, you kind of wanted, you were curious about it, wanted to listen to it. So I really got to say that Bone Thugs and Harmony was a, a group that I had followed when I was younger. Today, they're not so much. Boom, yeah, right. <laughs> when it's the first of the month, I'm always hey, reminded. You know, <laughs> go get them stamps. <laughs> <laughs> it may That's not be food exactly. stamps. You may just go get the new like and Betsy I, Ross. Hey, you know I, what I'm saying? Mail stamps or something. I don't know, and but still, you know, go get some stamps. I still huh? miss my uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> but uh, you know, Charles, y'all. <laughs> today, man, uh, Ludacris was good. DJ Khaled, um, you know, Young Jeezy. Right, we the best. Um, that, that, that's probably popping. Uh, but back then, you know, R. Kelly. Growing up, R. Kelly was before what we knew to now. What Ooh. we didn't know then. Um, yeah, yeah. We uh, knew Tupac. age was a number. <laughs> age ain't nothing but a number. He told us. We, yeah, we knew that though. We knew age was a number. Like, we knew it was more than just a damn. Uh, your ass didn't know it. But when it, I think when we first started putting the headphones on, uh, or, or even turned the TV on, you know, we had what uh, MTV jams. It was oh yeah, you know, MTV yo, was where you yo, found yo, out the news, right? MTV raps, right? Uh, yep. Um, BT, BT, the BT, yep. Michael Jackson, you know, when Michael Jackson did his thing, man, I, you know, we were all in awe of what he did on the floor with, with his music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I had the white socks with the with the church shoes on. Of course. <laughs> you know what I'm Everybody did. Yeah, you had it. Hey, got to get the beaded joint, son. The beaded jacket. Right. Thriller. When Thriller came out. Um, nah, so I think Tupac did his thing when I was in high school. Um you know, R. Kelly, or sorry, Tupac, when he came out with the double CD, the double album, All Eyes yeah. on Me, um, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, back in those days, you didn't know Crips and Bloods, but you didn't know East Coast, West Coast until all that stuff started happening. So that's kind of yeah. really the influence of hip hop and culture really started understanding that there's boundaries to this. There's, yeah, yeah. there's divisions yeah. to this. There's and, and, you know, the South, the South, the South came up. Um, like when I joined the military, you know, I think it was Master P, No Limit Soldier. Uh, I think I saw someone mention Mystical. Um, yep, yep. You know, I, I remember going to the club in Germany, and with that Master P, No Limit came on, man. You moved all, you got on the floor. And this was not a time where like girls wanted to dance, it was all dudes with Tim's. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that yeah. pumps some kind of different energy in the club hey, when man, that, that Master P hit. I tell you that what, um, you know, them, them boots hit hard when you're out of control. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, I, I would say that was the beginning of like the legit, what that? Well, I would say early 90s though. Onyx, yes, it was. Onyx had the little slam Onyx, joint that was kind of like slam it. dancing. So that was kind of like the mosh pit. And then it kind of revitalized itself. Uh, when the South came back, you had like three six mafia was in yep. there. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some fun. Hey, have some. Hey, hey you, remember, you remember when we was in Germany? When I was in Germany, I, I was a bouncer at the club. And there's certain songs that came on, 
and they'd be like, "Hey, security to the dance floor!" <laughs> like, you know, you you know it's about to go down. <laughs> oh, hey, already know. Uh-huh. See murder come on. You be like, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you be like, oh, it's about to be a fight. Let's go. You were like a fight popping off, baby. Yeah, especially you know if we just got. I mean, you know, I know you had the Air Force life. But we be in the army. We just get back from the field, and then they oh play that sea murder. Everybody what? just got testosterone build up yeah. from dun, being dun, in the field for months. You be like, "Man's <laughs> about to be Man. fighting." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, security to the dance floor. Like, damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> damn, go down. So y'all, so, y'all connect with that. I can see you connect. That was yeah. a oh yeah. Here, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That was yeah, it right there, man. That. Oh yeah, that late nineties, uh, two yep. thousands. That was it right yeah. there. They was getting it. They was doing big time. So, all right. So we got, we got, we got the, uh, we got the artist. <laughs> we got the, uh, we got the, the artist situation. So, what's the one album? You cut it down to one album that you go, hey, you know, what I'm saying this is the, this is my ride or die album. No matter what it is, I can put this on, and it's, you know, what I'm saying it's gonna hit me emotional. What's uh, what's one album that you got that uh, does that? Uh well, so it wasn't uh. Man, uh, all the albums I just mentioned, um, you know, I, it certainly could get me motivated depending on what I'm doing or what mood I'm in. But there was a, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but it was a Kirk Franklin album. Um, okay. It's connected to my father passing away. Oh, and, okay. uh, so it's it's that emotional, when you said emotional, that's exactly where I went. Was it, um, um, was it the early one that had like stomp and stuff on it? He has some good songs. No, nah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I, I just got the tracks here. Uh, Kirk Franklin, um, you know, because my dad later in his life he became blind, and mm-hmm. when he uh, when I joined the military, he never saw me in uniform. Oh, so, so there was a there was a moment where I didn't believe that he couldn't see me because I was overseas. But when I came home, uh, it was real. It hit me hard, and then I right, took right. care of him until I, we laid him to rest. Mm-hmm. But Kirk Franklin was played at his funeral. So the song, um, his album that got connected to it carries with me to this day and uh, yeah. played every now and then. So that's so of all the albums we just went through. Yeah, that's big. Stands out. That's big. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. That's, oh, that's so let, right let there. Me, let me ask y'all this uh, real quick before we move on. Did, was anybody else conflicted in the club when they played Stomp? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> that was, I, I do remember that where it was like, hold on, Kurt Franklin was on in the club. You're like, you're like, this is not the place, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was interesting. Everybody, everybody that's what it is. I'm looking at them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the New was, Nation uh, Project, New Nation Project, that was a yeah. good album, that was a good album, right? There. right. So, yeah. um after uh, after going through that for that album um we talked about artists we talked about album and then give me like one song that hey you turn on and it's it's the either you know the workout one that starts it off and you like oh man that's the, my go to or or like it, it invokes that emotion like you talked about with the album what's that one song to get you get you pushing get you pumping get you uh, ready to go oh yeah put on by young jeezy Okay. I think uh I think that hits home with everybody because we all represent yeah. something. Yep, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever it is, uh it, it makes you get in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, it. Right. That's it. Yeah. There okay. it is. Because you can just go ahead and put whatever city you want. 
you put yeah. on so you want. That's what I mean. I don't know how many how many football teams came out to that basketball team. Like when that song came out, yeah, that was one that always was uh kicking <laughs> off uh, either at a, a timeout or coming mm-hmm. out to it or anything like that. Especially when that Jesus put on for came out. So uh, yeah, those yeah. are good. Those are good selections. Good selections. We really appreciate you uh, participating and respect your deck. So make sure everybody out there. Respect my man's deck. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody has their own views, their own uh styles, their own taste. And and just like just like with uh with, with Jay here, he got things that emotionally touch him. So everybody has their own different ideas and thought process. But once again, there was a mention of Tupac again on this show. Like Tupac be showing up all the time. Yeah, Tupac so, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> he always is popping up on this show. So you know, hey, you know, shout out to Zubak. He showed up again. Showed up again. So now it's the top almost four. We've moved ah. on. And it's my turn. Yep. Is it my turn? No, hold on. It is my turn because you you yeah, forgot yeah, yeah, you I forgot went. uh Lil Wayne last week. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, 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 but you forgot Wayne, last week. So the king of the south, y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I prepared this one, which I, I came at a different angle. It's a new top almost four. I gave you four as always. I don't know why when we, we just don't call it the top four. I made up the name of it. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> we going with it. So I got the top almost four. And I went with best hip-hop clothing brand. Oh so best hip-hop snap. clothing brand. Let's go with the top four. Best ah. hip hop clothing brands, and now so we got oh. honorable. We got honorable mentions due to the fact that some of these uh, hip hop clothing brands they did not continue with the success, or didn't have the expansive success that they could have. But there are a few out there that I, I have to <laughs> honorable mention. We got Mecca. Honorable mention. Mecca has some great stuff out there. Pelly Pell. Honorable mention out there, you know what I'm saying? We got we got actually one of the most right. famous ones that started the game. Boo boo in the game. Honorable yeah. mention. They Plus, they did they did thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those are my three like honorable mentions. Some of the ones okay. are more. Uh, we got some newer ones, and then we also have some older ones, and and we'll see how they rate it. So at number four, just because of the popularity and how it exploded, I have none of this stuff at all from number four. But he made a ton of money. And that would be Yeezus with them ugly oh, shoes yeah. and yeah. hoodies. He yeah. made crazy money. Yeah. But the Yeezus brand yeah. made stupid money. I don't know if it's, yeah. uh, I, I look at it like a fad thing, or whatever, but he made crazy money. He did the uh, Kardashian way and made it explode, and yeah, they made a lot yeah. of money off of it. And he did his thing, so he got his. He, he that was a, a marriage uh, made in money, and they did it, and it made they made a lot more money. So Jesus number four, number three, money flash got some style to it. Great producer doing his thing. We got Pharrell with the billion dollars boys club. He's he doing his thing, man. It's like he got the gear, got the style. It looks good. Does his thing. So uh, and it's and it's uh, transfers from earlier in his career all the way up into now, where a lot of people still rock the Billion Dollar Boys Club. That's a very not um, you know 
time specific name. Like he has something that can spread over an extended period of time and never really gonna go out of style. Next, <clears throat> uh normally known as one of the top uh hip hop artists ever, rapper ever, gotta go with Rockaware. Rockaware yeah. was doing their thing. Yeah. Like everybody was out there with the Rockaware doing it. It was it was one notch underneath number one as of hey, if I have this, I'm somebody. <clears throat> And number one on the list of best hip hop clothing brand, I have to go with. They even made suits. Sean John, Sean John yeah. is started out hip hop gear, and they was like, "Yo, get a Sean John that. suit. You can get suited and booted with the Sean John. You can get, uh, you can be That's dapper, right. or you can go out here and be like, I got a Man. hoodie, and I'm on the block doing the thing in a Sean John. So Sean John and Pup, Pup Daddy Diddy, it changes just like my man's name. He got all the gear." Anything you want, you throw a Sean John suit on right now, you be like, man, looking like men in black, looking fresh, dapper to death. So I got my top best uh, hip-hop clothing brands, Yeezys, Ben Dollars Boys Club, Rockaware, Sean John. Tell me I ain't right. You ain't. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? Tell me then. Tell me. Tell first, me. Of all, first of all, hip-hop. Hip hop. Yeah. I know it's hip hop. So okay. you 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 forgot about Nietzsche. You know what I'm saying? You okay. forgot about like <laughs> Apple Pay. Like, okay. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, there's a reason. But listen though, Apple Pay, <laughs> like there's like, a reason. You know, hey, Apple bottom Apple Bottom changed the game for people. Did you, you did you saying? rock Apple Bottoms? You just ain't hold on. You said you said I'm all the time. That's what I'm I've saying. Never, I've, I've never seen that one billionaire boys club shirt ever. Like ever. I've seen, I've I don't know many. not one person. I don't know one person that's ever rocked Billionaire Boys Club. At I've seen, all. I've seen many. Rockaware, yeah. yeah. Sean John, Sean John, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Billionaire Boys Club. Ah, okay, so what? You, what you replacing it with? I would have, I would, I would have replaced it with at least Apple Bottom. Get a female, apple like you discriminate. Yeah, nah. you you discriminate. You discriminate. Nah, look, I, I, look, look. You know what? You know what? Yeah, look, look. But you know what? But you know what I'm gonna tell you is that. I'm not, I wouldn't say I would be discriminating, but even with female hip hop artists, even with female hip hop artists, and the times that we grew up, you had women wearing Sean John, you had women wearing Rockaway, like women was wearing you know FUBU, like yeah, they was wearing that that's because as well. Groups let, back me then. You, let me tell you, you everybody. I own I own the clothes shop, right? Yeah. And I sold Apple Bottom. I sold Rockaware, I sold Nietzsche, I sold a lot of female brands. Yeah. Apple Bottom, and what's the brand by Russell Simmons' ex-wife? Um, that may be one that, uh, what was that? Uh, what's it? I it's on the tip of my tongue. Let me see. Hers, hers was big, Apple Bottom was big. And uh, females went crazy on Apple Bottom. Fat Farm. Fat farm. Fat farm. That was one fat that, farm. yeah, Fat Farm could have fat, fat yeah, could have been on that list. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I, I fat saw, farm could have been on that list. As a as a as a retail <laughs> owner, Apple Bottom sold out like that. Because females but is, because yes. Is that is yes. that is is would would Apple Bottom be considered <laughs> hip hop clothing? Yes. Billionaire Boys Club is not hip hop at all. Man. Like you name one rapper that wears Billionaire Boys Club. Okay, have you seen have you seen all the rappers that wear clothes Thank now? Yes. Do you consider those <laughs> hip hop? Because they don't really wear our 
They don't really wear they're in a whole other league. They wear dresses and all kinds of like, <laughs> So now well, I mean, because then I get I mean, because I could have I was gonna put Fendi on there because Fendi and but I don't but do <laughs> artists wear that stuff? We, I, I thought we were talking about owners of these clothing. Brands. I was I was talking about like hip hop clothing brands. And when I think hip hop clothing, I don't think like I think like when I watch a video, a hip hop video, and I saw an artist wearing something and they add it on a chest, and people when they when you would go and purchase, you're like, I'm getting that because it looked good on that video. Yeah, because and it was and this, marketing. Listen, and th- how many females <laughs> had this? Listen, how many females bought this? Show they had them apple bottom okay. jeans. When did that? When did that? What the fur? So this is my, but this is the my also. Club, this, this is this, the whole club was looking at her. See, yeah. but this is this is my question: Was Apple Bottoms killing it prior to that song? Yes, I hear it. I, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't, I don't know. know. As a retail owner, yes, they were. Were you selling? You Apple were selling them before out, before that song came out. I was selling them during that area. I don't know. I don't know if it was before, or after the song, whatever. Because I mean, I that's a, that was literally the first time I ever heard of Apple Bottom Jeans. Was that song? And well, then they started popping. Up, but then they started popping up more. And you're like, oh. <laughs> no, but Apple I haven't. Why, I, why you look, think they? Why you think they said they had the song? The song came from the from the clothesline. No, they no, I, like, I don't know. Look, look, come on now, because you know, you know, if an artist come out with something. It's also a part of no, partly of marketing. It it's a marketing baby thing. Well. It was a female baby, baby fat. fat. But that was off of fat yep. form. That was off of fat form. Baby yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a, that was But I still say that, yeah. I still say at least I would put fat farm instead of the voice club. I can give okay, you that. I I I, I give you that. that. I that was one for sure. That I'll be like I've never seen that one billionaire boys club. I haven't either, man. Uh, I, I would know cross colors before. Oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 cross colors. I think it, it cross didn't colors, last. I that was me. It didn't man. last. Uh, you had it your was, Jordans, your cross colors, your Sean John. Yeah. I had my Cortezes, my Alices, yeah. my Jordan. What about how about um, Dada? You forgot about Dada. 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 Yeah. I, but I'm, but also, well, I would yeah, say, exactly. I would say, especially when I was thinking about it, I'm thinking about more longevity as well. Yeah. Too. That's long. Yeah. Cross colors. So that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. cross colors did a thing yeah. and then they just died. They're gone. Like, you said, but you honorable mentioned Fubu. Fubu has been gone. Fubu was, <laughs> I mean, hey, the, hey, the dude that made Fubu was on, uh, he still was keeping the sun with a lot. He was on Shark yeah. Tank. So he, he didn't there. But he he didn't let go of Fubu. Hey, I was in the Philippines. This lady told me, "You too big. We know how your size, but we got Fubu." That's where it's at. He went international. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's talking. About, we got Fubu. Your size? I don't want no damn Fubu. He's still making some money there somewhere. Philippines, he out there killing you know it. <laughs> oh, place you get Philip Fubu is in the market somewhere in India. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I got I had one one uh, one one blemish. I would say I would say one blemish. I would have put Fat Farm in there instead of being yeah. Boy Club. But that would be probably the only thing that I would say that I, I you know everybody has a thing. I don't know about niche. Oh, some you of those. You probably others. got a billionaire yeah. boys club shirt. That gonna be that boys club shirt. Ass. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to dream, baby. If I put the shirt on, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna, look, I don't want to be no boys club. So <laughs> you ain't like you know the boys and girls club. Not at all. 
grown ass man. I don't give a thousand dollar man's club. The two hundred dollar man's club. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey guys, we really appreciate you coming by, hanging out with us on another installment of the Men Catch Up Podcast. We want to thank again our wonderful guest Jacob Bridges coming through, giving us knowledge, showing uh, showing support for the people out there, taking care of his community. And be an example, uh, not only for people in the Air Force and the people that he worked with, but for also the children that he's repping for and also being a great example for his sons to come up to be uh, upstanding citizens. Um, you know, and also giving all the love to the wife. I almost when you started going on the soliloquy of the wife, I thought she was standing behind the camera and was like looking at you. Like, <laughs> you gotta say something. You better say something. You did ask me. Uh, she said, because uh, when this was kind of coming into the day, she's like, what are you doing again? And I was like, uh, well, I'm doing a podcast with Lofton. And I said, I swear you met him before and his wife. And yeah, she, I was, she was at, caught up at the fair. Yeah, we said, was, I saw her. We came through the um the, the baby shower. Yep, the baby shower. Yeah, yeah we was at the but baby she connected shower. With you. She yeah, was like, yeah, what is good. he doing? I'm like, just let it, there's too much, there's not much time. <laughs> how much time just, is it hey, about? Just, hey, just tell her to, uh, you know what I'm saying, check it out, subscribe, click the bell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, if you're going to come yeah. through, do all that. You know what I'm saying? Because we're trying to get, get the love out here as well. So uh, yeah, we really appreciate you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, when I'm in Columbus again, for sure, I'm going to have to try to, if I can coordinate it, to get on one of them, uh, get on one of the tour tour events again, you know what I'm saying, to come hang out. Or I'll just, like I did last time, come up to the base. Maybe people will be there next time. And yeah. uh, I come check you out, man. So we really appreciate you coming on. Once again, click, subscribe, hit us on all the platforms, all the social medias, at Men Catch Up. Hit us on the Facebook. You can, you can see us on YouTube. You can hear us, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can stream it. Once again, yep. we love you guys. Yep. Thank you for everything that's been going on, and we about to be out of here. Make we it out. Fun.